Hello, Westminster folks and anyone else who may be finding us on Facebook. I am here with Westminster member Brooke Scott. She uh, is a recent, well, two years ago graduate from the seminary in San Anselmo and excitingly is going to be our guest preacher in worship on Sunday. So before we hear from her on Sunday, I just wanted to spend a little bit of time catching up, hearing about what's been going on in Brooke's life. So Brooke, thank you for joining me today. Thank um, you I guess for asking me. Well, of course. And I guess the first question, and sort of how I start any conversation with anyone these days, is how are you? You know, how have you been doing during this shelter-in-place time? What's what's been sustaining you through these last few weeks? Yeah, I th that's a great question. You know, it's I'm sure everyone feels the self isolation that we're going through, and you know, not feeling like we can be with people that we love and. So there's that experience of feeling distant from others. Um, I am fortunate that my husband is here uh, working remotely. And that's actually sort of a silver lining of this whole thing because on a normal week before the coronavirus shelter in place, he'd be traveling almost every week. So we get to spend a lot of time together and that's actually been wonderful. The other thing is um, getting outside has been such a, eye-opening experience. I, I feel like maybe my senses have been um, heightened because we don't have that much stimulus now. There's not like a lot of activity or anything else. So when I go outside and take a walk in nature, I am just, it's like I'm seeing the trees for the first time. You know, I didn't realize how many California poppies I had in our backyard. I mean, it's just really been wonderful that way. It's just opened my eyes. So that's been a, a lovely experience. But like everybody, I'm ready for this to, to change and, and slowly reopen when it's safe and get back to a more interactive existence. No kidding. It was interesting hearing you talk about the outside. I was just yesterday putting together some materials for our families with young children. And one of the things I was reading about was this idea of savoring you know, of noticing the poppies have always been there seasonally, but, you know, taking time to really savor their existence and their beauty, which, yeah. which is something that maybe we haven't done as much, you know, before that we can mm -hmm. do. So absolutely. Yes. Um, so I mentioned you graduated from seminary two years ago. Um, and I know anyone who goes to seminary has some sort of story about, you know, why and how they have made this decision in their life, because it is no small decision to do right. that. So I'm sure some Westminster people have heard your story, but I'd love for you to share just a little bit about, you know, what was it so many years ago that, that made you decide that, that this was next in your own faith journey? Sure, sure. You know, in a lot of ways, it was that proverbial leap of faith. Mm -hmm. um, certainly at the end, when I decided to listen to God's call and go forward and apply to seminary and, and just take that step, I really, it, it felt like I was stepping off a cliff when I did it. But, uh, you know, let me uh, back up a little bit. So in my mid-40s, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And it was actually only stage one, but it was that kind of wake up call. And I started to think about my life and why am I here and what is my purpose? And what it did was it brought me back in a much stronger way to my faith. Mm -hmm. um, I, I joined, my husband and I have been attending Westminster. We joined 
Uh, I became very active there uh, as an elder, uh, chair of finance committee, as a lector, um, doing all sorts of things, going on the women's retreat um, and Lectio Divina, all these things that I hadn't really explored. My, I had spent about 25 years in a business career and working in San Francisco and, you know, it was heads down and just, you know, going through the motions in some ways. So this diagnosis was a real wake-up call for me, brought me closer to God. And I didn't realize at the time, but I was on a spiritual journey. Um, and I started reading the Bible more. Um, it started with Psalms and Proverbs, and I really just felt so drawn by it, drawn into it, and so excited by it. And it just, it was like this thirst that came alive, and I just wanted to learn as much as I could about scripture and the Bible. And um, then when Rob, well, when Rob came on board, I, all of this was going on for me. Um, it was sort of drawing me in and I didn't know what to make of it. And Rob had suggested I, uh, he gave me names of some spiritual advisors. And I started meeting with one regularly and trying to understand what was happening. It was very disorienting. <laughs> Like, what is this? Am I supposed to go be a missionary somewhere? I really thought I should go to Africa and, you know, try to change the world. But what I realized is that, um, you know, every journey is different. And, and you know, I talked to you, I remember. I talked to um, to Ted Scott, to Barb Rowe. I really got affirmation from others in the community. Um, Doug Honecky was the one who introduced me to just starting to read scripture and, and the best way to to go about that. And so the church, you know, Westminster has been such a big part of it. But I want to say, you may remember this. I, I thought this is all nonsense. I have to get this idea out of my head. You know, what am I thinking? It just didn't seem like something that made sense for me. And I went to church that next day and you were preaching about when people are called in the Bible and they come up with all sorts of reasons why it doesn't make sense. And that was just the thing I needed to hear that day. <laughs> and it pushed me over the edge, if you will, that I was talking about. And I realized that um, there were others on that same journey and I learned more about seminary and then I went and I loved it. Yeah. Wow, what a story. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting to me, yeah, you mentioned your um, breast cancer is sort of the impetus that really sort of woke you up to more spiritual seeking. Mm -hmm. you know, I wonder during this time of this pandemic, you know, what sort of spiritual awakening we're going to see. Um, I've already been talking to people who, you know, their faith is, is what is getting them through this time. And for some, their faith that has been perhaps lying a little dormant for a while that has really been getting them through this time. So yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, you know, some sort of life event, world event that really puts things in perspective, you know, makes us reevaluate what our relationship with God really is. So Absolutely. Um, yep. I'll be curious to see. And oh my gosh, a, a preacher loves to hear that something they said actually <laughs> had an effect on someone. <laughs> it's true though. It is absolutely true. So you never know when you're in the pulpit what word how the holy spirit is working and what word might make a difference that day and yeah. whose ears it's going to fall on and whose heart it will really impact so you know yeah 
that that's often my prayer before I preach, you know, just, you know, really, you know, may the spirit move through me that someone who is listening may hear what they need to hear today. And it sounded like that particular Sunday that happened for you. So it did. that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so as I mentioned, you graduated two years ago. Um, so what happened after that? What, what's been keeping you busy the last couple of years? Sure. So I, like Joe Chapman, who we recently heard from, our uh, former seminary intern at, at Westminster, um, decided to do, felt called to uh, be a resident at UCSF for a, as a chaplain for a year. So I started that um, the, the fall after graduation. And I, I was drawn to the work I had done a uh, a uh, internship sort of during the my last year of seminary and I felt like it was such a sacred experience sitting mm -hmm. with people in their most difficult times and really creating space for them to listen to really hear what's um, burdening them to help relieve their spiritual anxiety whatever that might look like and I I thought it was such an incredible experience that I decided to do it for a whole year and I it was incredibly impactful um, as I said I feel like it's sacred space sitting with people they might be struggling somebody might be struggling with an issue around forgiveness they might be at end of life and there's an unresolved issue in their life that they need to to work out with somebody um, it might be somebody who's feeling really anxious and really alone in the hospital. I mean, this was before COVID-19 and, and we were able to go into people's rooms and hold their hands and pray with them and just being that presence for them in a really vulnerable time was, was an amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. Chap chaplaincy truly is a, a sacred calling. There is no doubt about it. Yeah. Oh, and it was incredibly hard too. I will add that. <laughs> Um, it's no walk in the park. Um, and so I learned to sit with grief. Um, the level of grief that I experienced as a part-time intern versus a year-long resident was, you know, exponential. So it, it uh, required me to deepen my, my spiritual practices in ways that um, made sure that I was still uh, feeling connected with God and um, still able to be with others at the same time. So in that way, it was a deepening of faith as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. wow. So we assume at some point, you know, we will uh, get back to, I, I even hate to say normal because what is normal anymore, but, but at some point restrictions will ease and life will resume as we once knew it, maybe. So I'm curious, you know, when that happens, what's, what's next for you? You know, you've spoken a little bit about, you know, you feeling this call to go to seminary. Really, it sounded like a call to investigate the chaplaincy program more for that year. So where, what is God calling you to next? Do you? Sure. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I did the chaplaincy was because I as I said, I was feeling like it was um, a real growth opportunity spiritually and to help others. But it was also part of my discernment process to see if that's where I felt most uh, called or whether it was in a church. And 
about halfway through my internship, I was really, we had a consultation committee um, that is, was very beneficial. Rob was part of that, um, where I had a peer and my faculty advisor and somebody on the staff there at UCSF. Anyway, um, they were very encouraging. Um, they highlighted some of my gifts for ministry and so forth, but I realized about halfway through that I really wanted to be in a church. Mm. I really wanted the community uh, of a congregation. And it, you know, my, my experience at UCSF was as an interfaith chaplain. Uh, so I dealt with a lot of people of different faiths, people of no faith. Um, but I really feel called to be in a church to be in a Christian community where we're, you know, really centered on Christ um, and then doing good work, helping to grow the church and the church in the world. Anyway, that's, that's where I feel called. So I am discerning my call. Um, what type of church environment I feel will, where I will thrive the most. So I've been working on that. Um, doing some self-reflection, uh, really understanding what my gifts, my personality is, and reflecting on that. But I am, uh, for the summer, I'm going to take some time on the East Coast and visit with family while I can. And then my plan is to um, to hopefully get a call in the fall to church as a pastor, associate pastor. We'll see what happens. Uh, something that can build on my... Um, my chaplain experience, but also bring, you know, everything I learned at seminary and my own um, sort of business background, I suppose, I bring it all together into a role where I feel I can really thrive. So that's sort of a long answer, but I don't really know. And we're relying on the Holy Spirit, so we will see. We will see what happens next. Yes, it's, it's interesting what happens in life when one relies on the Holy Spirit, isn't it? <laughs> yes, so if, there's if definitely anyone... a letting go. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. And if any church search committees happen to be watching this video, we got a good candidate here. <laughs> Thank you, Bethany. Yeah. yeah. But uh, gosh, you know, so true. You know, we use that word call so often in ministry specifically, but really, you know, so true for any of us, you know, that idea of where is the spirit moving in our lives? Where is the spirit calling us to next? Um, it's, it's important. And as you mentioned, not always easy to yeah oh one thing i should mention is um my call is not to move anywhere geographically my husband's job is here and so it would be in the bay area so it's restricted in that way um so i but i believe there's lots of lots of thriving churches here churches that want new people you know i i don't know what the opportunities will be but um we'll see and I wholeheartedly believe that the Holy Spirit can be practical as well. <laughs> Good. We need both. We do need both. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Well, thank you so much. It has been a joy to hear just a little bit about how you're doing and where you're going. Um, and again, if you're watching this before Sunday, May 17th, please join us for worship at 10, either on Facebook or YouTube. Brooke will be preaching. If you have found this interview after Sunday, May 17th, that's okay too. You can track down worship and, and hear Brooke's sermon anyway. So Brooke, again, thank you. Thank you so much, Bethany. It's great to see you.
It really yes. is. I, I wish I could hear more about how you're doing. We never really got to talk about that. Yeah. But we have connected um, offline, so that's been great too. Absolutely. So blessings to you. Thank you for all your, your love and your kindness and your support. Same to the Westminster community. And I really appreciate this opportunity to, to um, let people get to know me a little bit better. And then hopefully someday we can connect again in person. No doubt. I look forward to that day. All right. All right. Thank you and blessings. God bless. Take care.